Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I've got another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. It's an interview. Uh, We really want to dive into video and get that going for people. I know there's a lot of roadblocks and sometimes it's uh, getting in front of the camera. Sometimes it's the editing process. Sometimes they don't know how to distribute it and optimize it. And then sometimes, frankly, it's the the technology behind it or the, the lights, camera, action type of thing. And so today I have Adam on the, on, the, on the interview and he did a whole module on this inside of the Chiropractic Success Academy and it was really good. And so we're going to, we did a follow-up interview for the podcast to start to break down some of the equipment you should consider, you know, things like lighting and cameras and sound and, and other aspects of getting video done and removing that roadblock from video and just actually doing it. And so we dive into that in depth today. I know you're going to you're going to like that. Check out his information. He's helping chiropractors overcome this uh, side of things and also there's going to be some show notes with some good information on there as well. So I highly check that out because a lot of times when we talk about cameras and different options, it gets a little bit tough to remember. So we'll make sure that we have uh, really good show notes for that. Okay. Before I dive into that interview, I want to let you know that uh, I've mentioned it a couple times, got two really big events that I highly recommend coming up. First one I'm going to mention is the is Forward 2019, and that's in St. Louis, Missouri. I'll be speaking there with with John Morrison, where we're going to dive into some marketing in the trenches. A bunch of other good, great vendors and speakers. There's going to be a job fair there. This it's just a really good event to connect with your colleagues and to learn a lot over a few days. So check that out at ForwardThinkingChiro.com and click on there. You can get some tickets. It's it's getting close to the the time that it's going to be there. And this will uh, most likely sell out. We just had a great turnout last year and it was just impressive what Bobby maybe was able to do on this event. Uh, This one will be uh, really good as well. Uh, Some of the speakers are just unbelievable. Greg Cook, Annie O'Connor, it's, it's just great. It's kind of blending in with some of the physical therapy world as well. So just look for a great venue at Logan, my alma mater. So I'm excited about that. All right. The next one is, is Motion Palpation has their adjust-a-thon and that's going to be at Cleveland Chiropractic School. So everything Missouri, uh, I guess uh, I should r- refrain from saying Missouri because Overland Park is in Kansas and I don't want to upset the, the folks in Kansas, but uh, yeah, so Missouri, Kansas and Check out uh, that event. That's in Kansas City. Uh, can- well, I guess this is where I get confused, right? We 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 think of Cleveland University, we think of Kansas City. It's that whole thing where we uh, just use a city that everybody knows. Not everybody knows Overland Park, but technically, it's in Over- Overland Park, Kansas. You're right across the border. The city itself of Kansas City is great. I highly recommend it. So when you come out to this event, September 28th and the 29th, and you've got every everybody from Mark King to Corey Campbell and and others, Brett Winchester going to be there, Erica Menarek and Sarah Maki is going to be there. Uh, I just highly recommend motion palpation for everything. This one I really like. I've been to it in the past. It's because it's the full spine analysis and adjusting. So it's going to be everything adjusting and it's going to be 
full spine, really going to dive into that. And a lot of doctors are going to that. So it's not just about students at this uh, event. This is one of the master series. And uh, I had chatted with the folks at MPI and the number of doctors going to the event is great. It's increasing. I think a lot of uh, veteran seasoned doctors like myself are realizing that it's great to go to these events to pick up new skills as far as joint assessment, motion palpation, and the adjustment. And so we're seeing a lot more of the seasoned chiropractor going to that. So check that out. That's again, September 28th, 29th. You can go to motionpalpation.org slash seminars. All right. Without further ado, here's my interview. All right. Welcome to the show, Adam. I really appreciate your time. Uh, you were kind enough a couple months ago to do a video module for the Chiropractic Success Academy. We've got um, an audience of listeners here that ask a lot of questions about videos. So before we dive into that, introduce yourself a little bit for us. Well, thanks, Kevin. Glad to be here. Um, yeah, my name's Adam. I've been involved in video production since I was probably in my late teens. My dad got me into it and I've been involved in production work, my whole life doing independent films as well as uh, local business ads, promotional materials, training videos. I think I my first start with it was with a client probably mm, eight years ago, a massage therapist. So yeah, and that was sort of my intro into the uh, health health world. Mm-hmm. And then you, um, how did you get into the chiropractic world? Uh, I just decided to go for it. I figured I would go ahead and niche down. And I knew I have quite a few friends that are either massage therapists or chiropractors and just thought I would focus more on that. Perfect. Yeah. It seemed like obviously a lot of chiropractors are shooting video nowadays. There are, there are some that are scared of it. There's others that don't necessarily uh, see the value. Uh, Let's talk to the chiropractor that doesn't necessarily see the value. Uh, What would you say to them? That is possibly true. Uh, it all depends on who you're trying to reach. If you're trying to reach people on Twitter, then video might not be a first choice. If you're, if you have a lot of clients that are, that have questions that you could answer with a video, that could potentially save you some time. Or if you find a lot of people come in and you want to get them familiar with the practice before they ever come in, you know, just from their smartphone, wherever, it could be nice to have a video pop up on. Google Maps through your website on your homepage, things like that, just to get to know somebody a little bit and sort of take the first step. I think it's a good point. You know, I think a lot of times when people, when chiropractors think of video, they're thinking of, you know, being the star of YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and all that goes into that. But it can even just mean, you know, like you said, having video of your office or, shooting videos and having in YouTube and utilizing it for patient education. I know I do that a lot where I've got all these different types of videos. And, you know, for example, if a a runner comes in and and I ask them if they're doing a pre-run warm-up and they're not, I go right over my computer and send them a quick email through our EHR system of this pre-run warm-up I did. And there's other examples of that, but I use it a lot for video for education as well. So it's not just about, uh, you know, doing Facebook live in front of all these people or, producing videos and getting a million views, right? Yeah. It's that constant form of contact, you know, and you might not necessarily want to put it out for everybody everywhere. This is for, you know, the clients that you already have and it's, you know, a free playlist that you've made for them or something. Yeah. You can choose to do that for sure. And I, you know, another side topic on it, I recently did an episode where I was like basically 
I think the title was like, you don't have to be the celebrity. And I think that's a misconception of chiropractors that if they're not killing it on YouTube or killing it on Instagram, that it's not worthwhile. And it, and it's not the case, you know, it's just a really good part of a, a well-rounded content marketing strategy is, is video. It's got a lot of uses. Yeah. And that's true for anybody that wants to be on camera. You don't have to be this charismatic personality. You just really have to have a spirit of helping people and want to solve people's problems. If there's somebody that's prettier in the office that might do a better job, then have them do it and, you know, find the person that's Mm -hmm. uh, more extroverted. I, I see them do better as a front face. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a reality. It's just like, there's a reason why, you know, I just went to a movie and watched the once upon a time in Hollywood. And there's a reason why Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio make a zillion dollars, right? It, they are uh, obviously attractive, but they're super good at acting and they're uniquely skilled at that. Uh, so there is a, a very wide range of skill on video and obviously effectiveness. And not everybody's going to be uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. But even from a chiropractic perspective, yeah, there's some people that are a little bit more camera friendly, maybe a little bit more charisma, energy, not afraid of the camera, just things like that. Uh, but it doesn't mean you can't do it, right? Right. Well, you just, you, it's a skill. You have to just yeah. start doing it and you'll get better at it as you go. If you've never been on camera before, sorry, you're just going to be awkward unless you've got a theater background or something like that. So just start doing it and you'll get better over time, especially yeah, when you watch yourself a million times over on the computer. No, it's true. You know, I've, I've shot a fair amount of video now. I've done a lot of podcasting and I've heard myself and seen myself a, a lot now. And I've improved, I think, from that just because of being able to see it and realize like, oh, wow. And like one of the things for me, I know I have to do, I tend to be in person a little bit more laid back is I have to double my energy you know, and, and try to increase it a bit as I'm shooting a video so it doesn't come across as just like that boring talking head. Mm. Yeah, it's it d- depends on the result that you want to get from the video. It's just a tool. Absolutely. So let's uh, dive into the uh, mechanics of a little bit because I think people, another roadblock besides just you know, like putting themselves on camera and out there, another roadblock is the uh, technology. Uh, do you have an overall thought process on the technology of things? And then we can dive into the details. Uh, it can be as easy or as complicated as you want to make it. Uh, you can do something on your smartphone and upload direct from there to like an automated platform, either YouTube or uh, just extract the audio for a free podcast. It can go all the way to where you're you know, adjusting the color and manually leveling out the audio. So it's how, how deep do you, would you like to go? And it all depends on you know, the distribution platform. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I know like for us, when I'm shooting clinical type stuff, we're really just using my iPhone mm. and good lighting and things like that, which we'll dive into. But then there's times where I shoot videos for the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Group or CSA and uh, I have got my I have my videographer calm and it's just, it's a world of difference for sure. Mm-hmm. But from the perspective of, uh, you know, you got to take into consideration cost and ROI it's probably not going to be feasible for a lot of chiropractors to have a professional videographer come in every week to shoot, you know, weekly videos or uh, for, for a month and things like that. Maybe you can batch it, but it can definitely be worthwhile. We'll get to that. But uh, for a lot of people, just having good, you know, an iPhone, good lighting, good mic, 
that seems to be pretty efficient for chiropractors, would you say? Yep. Yep. Just an iPhone, maybe an external microphone would probably be the one thing that I would buy additional if you don't buy anything else. So let's go down that path of audio. And obviously it's important. Uh, what, are, what are some of your recommendations for some equipment in regards to that? The cheapest thing that I could probably recommend was uh, the Rode Smart Lab. And we talked about that on the module. Mm-hmm. It's like 70 bucks and it's got a pretty long cord. You you can plug it into your iPhone or your Android, whatever. And I believe on the iPhone, it'll just record in the video app. So whatever you're using, it'll do it. Android, you may... I don't, I'm pretty sure that it'll do it automatically with, with the video. If you like just hit record on the, on, uh, the Android's video built-in video app Mm. and that, that just makes a world of difference right there. Just being able to hear somebody close and clear. People are listening on an iPhone anyway, so the audio is not going to be great. So the tighter you can get it when you're recording it, the easier it'll make it for people to hear. Okay. So that was the Rode Smart Lab you said. Yeah. And that's a $70 option. And, and is there any others that maybe a little bit higher quality, obviously probably a higher price point? Higher quality. Yeah. The sky's the limit. Yep. If you want something that's still wired, you know, you can get wired microphones that go up into like the four or $600 range, but wireless would probably be a better option uh, if you're going to spend more money on it just so that you won't be tied down with cables. Okay. What's a good wireless option for us? Um, there's a really cheap one that just came out recently. It's called the Rode Wireless Go. Okay. And it's basically, I think it's, it's not Bluetooth. I think it uses like the same frequency that wireless internet does. And it's like 199 bucks and you can Perfect. plug one end of it straight into your smartphone and stick the other end, you know, just clip it on somebody else's shirt. And that'd be good for, you know, a lot of, a lot of chiropractors discuss doing kind of patient encounters, like experiences, recording that, that would probably be good for that, correct? Yeah. Or even during a tour of your office so that the person huh? who's holding the phone isn't tied down so that you can walk a little bit ahead of them as you're poking your head into different rooms and stuff. Perfect. Okay. So that's audio. That's important. There's obviously probably a zillion different types we could go over, but that gives us a really good baseline as far as cost and options and why you would use wireless versus um, the the wired version. Right. Just to give that flexibility and just ease of use. All right. Let's say we wanted to up it a little bit and we didn't want to use our smartphone. Do you have a recommendation for a type of camera that would be good uh, for the chiropractor to use in their office? Probably for ease of use. I don't discount camcorders. I actually have three camcorders and they're not super popular. So they're actually really inexpensive. I don't doubt that, right? It's like if you're trying to find a Palm Pilot now. Yeah. yeah. But they still <laughs> no, make them. Just, they've got, they come out with new models still. They're just not as big as they once were. So they've had to drop the price down to make it more viable. And I don't know why more people don't use them, especially for the ease of use. Yeah, I think they're great, actually, especially in a lot of different types of settings like this. So uh, Perfect. Okay, so let's move on from the camera. The next one that's a big topic and, and very valuable is the lighting. I've, I've seen videos where it's just the lighting is terrible and, and you want to turn your head. So what are your recommendations from a lighting standpoint? The biggest thing with lighting is just have more of it. A lot of lights, you know, you turn on all the fluorescent lights and everything that you can, and it's still not very much. It's, it's either all coming in from a window and it's cloudy or whatever. So just adding a whole bunch more light is just the simplest, cheapest thing that you can do. Okay. And what what are some of our tech options we have for that? There's one called the Tota. It's spelled T-O-T-A. It's made by Lowell, L-O-W-E-L. 
you can find them used everywhere because they were super popular back in the day. They're like 50 bucks and it's a 500 watt light. You literally just put it on a stand, plug it in and point it at the ceiling and it'll probably triple the amount of light that you've got in any room, even with all the lights on. And how many do you think you need of those? Uh, One, maybe, yeah, one or two, two at the most. And you said you place them on a stand. Is there a type of stand or? Just, just any stand just... off of Amazon you can get for like 10, 20 bucks. You just search light stand, it'll, you'll come up with all the stuff. Cool. Yeah, we'll have all this in the show notes as well. So we, we've got our, our audio, our camera, and our lighting figured out. We obviously, we touched on some of the basics of, you know, doubling your energy, get, practicing, getting used to it, maybe finding the person in your office that is ideal for it if it's not you. But if it's, you know, if it's you or if you think someone else is better, but you want it to be you, just just practice. You you will get better. So we got those things worked on. And um, what what's the process now? Like, what do you recommend for chiropractors that have produced the video? Now, what about the production side of things? What what are the thought processes on that? You mean as far as editing goes? Yeah, I mean editing, putting an, uh, maybe a logo sting on it, captioning things like that. Depends on the platform. You play to the platform. You know, if it's Instagram, then you can't do longer than a minute without somebody having to click and watch it on Instagram TV. Okay. Facebook, you definitely want to use captions because almost all videos on Facebook are watched with no sound. YouTube can pretty much be anything that you want. Probably would would reserve that for longer form stuff. If you're going to okay. do an entire session with somebody, I know a lot of chiropractors have gone viral with that type of thing, and you really can't can't do a lot on YouTube in a minute. And you might as well just put it on Facebook or something, depending on where you're linking it to. Yeah. So that brings up a good point. Let's go to Instagram. You know, obviously with the video for Instagram, it's got to be less than a minute. What, what we tend to do a lot is pick a topic and shoot a regular video that's going to go on YouTube and Facebook. And then just we cut directly. It down. Yeah, exactly. We directly upload it to Facebook. We directly upload it to YouTube. And then a lot of times I'll redo a, a video and shoot it for under a minute and just hit some of the key points and do that. And so that's something to consider. But also you said you could shoot it longer for Instagram, but it's going to go into your your TV, you said? Yeah, the Instagram TV is, yeah. it'll, you can only play, I think the first minute if it's, if it's longer than that, but then it'll have a link to like keep watching and you have to click in and it'll switch you over to Instagram TV, which sort of takes you out of, takes somebody out of scrolling through their feed. So they really need want to, they really have to want to dive in to watch further than a minute, but they can do it on Instagram. Perfect. And then you're saying for Facebook, subtitles are, are like huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Same thing for going Instagram. On where? Okay. Instagram Just the, as well. all the, the default, if, if you're scrolling by a video on Facebook and it starts to play, it's the default is that it's muted. And yep. so if you want to be able to catch anybody with any, anything that you're saying, you have to have it as text on screen. Okay. Is there any recommendations for text on screen for Facebook? Like as far as, um, uh, any type of services, apps, anything like that? Hmm, I use Premiere, but that's that's probably overkill. Uh, I would okay. just Google it. There, are, I'm sure there are some free apps out there or free pieces of software. Yeah. If you want okay. something that's just really easy and that's all it does, the, I'm I'm sure there's there's free stuff out there. All right, perfect. And then what are some? Let's just go to Facebook for right now. Uh, what are some tips or mistakes you're seeing uh, that chiropractors are doing or not doing? Honestly, they're talking too much about what they can do and the technology that they have rather yeah. than how they can help help somebody fix their problem. Yep. 
they talk about themselves too much. That's a big one. And that's kind of, we talk a lot about the story brand stuff and making it about the patient and mm-hmm. not about, especially doctors just in chiropractors for sure. I, I know our profession more than other doctors, but we tend to talk about how great we are and how great our techniques and technology are. And, and really people don't care about that usually. Well, yeah, that's the whole strong point of, you know, not being a traditional, you know, Western medicine doctor is that they just give you a drug and you're okay. And they don't really ask you how you're doing, but being a chiropractor, it's, it's all, you know, it's considered alternative medicine by a lot of people. And so Mm -hmm. that's your opportunity to go in and be more patient focused because I think a lot of people are feeling that that's a void that, that, uh, chiropractors, massage therapists, that whole industry can fix and focus on that, you know, medical doctors can't or, or just aren't doing. Yeah, I agree. So, okay, cool. And let's, uh, let's roll through a couple more questions that I know that I jotted down and, and it's just seems like I get these questions all the time and YouTube's obviously a big topic. What's different about YouTube than what we've talked about with Facebook and Instagram, other than a lot of the obvious, but some of the big hitters for that? You can't search for videos on Facebook like you can on YouTube. Correct me if I'm wrong, but YouTube is the second largest search engine there is, right? Correct. It's Google and YouTube is number two. (laughs) Exactly. And luckily, Google owns YouTube, right? Right. But it's its own separate thing at this point. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. But with that said, if you're doing well on YouTube or if you're putting content on YouTube, Google is going to recognize that with some of its SEO on Google, right? Yes, absolutely. And that goes towards like why create video? You know, if someone is in your, again, you're not trying, as a chiropractor, you're not trying to compete against the world or the country. You're trying to really compete in your community. And so if people are searching things in your community, and you're putting out a lot of good, a lot of good content on on uh, YouTube. There's a higher chance they're going to find you either on YouTube's platform or on Google. Yeah. Well, YouTube, it's it's really all about titling and distribution because now it is a global okay. platform. Unless you're just using YouTube to host your videos and then you embed it on a website or someplace else, you know, Facebook. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, with YouTube, what, what what do you recommend other than obviously what you've mentioned already? If your goal is to help people and get in front of them, then you can, I mean, YouTube, there's all kinds of resources to figure out what people are searching right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a service called VidIQ and you can type in a search term okay. and it will give you a ranking based on how many people are searching it and how much content there is available for what people are searching. So Google trends, you're saying, Google Trends is another one. VidIQ is okay. one specifically for YouTube. And those are, so vid, that's going to be for YouTube and then Google Trends is going to be for Google. So two separate things for different platforms. Mm-hmm. And there's several, there's, there's several other ones. Those aren't the only two. Okay. But the VidIQ is kind of like a Google Trends, but for YouTube. Specifically for YouTube. Yeah. And it will give you rankings and suggestions for how to title your videos. So if you, if you put something in, YouTube will say, hey, there's a ton of people searching for that. And, oh, but there's actually a whole ton of content. So, huh. yeah, it's not very likely that your video is going to show up very high. Um, Could you give me an example? If you're, if you're a chiropractor, you put the video on YouTube, what would you type into to vidIQ to, to figure that out? Like, what would be an example? Get inside the head of your patient. So, if somebody okay. says, if somebody wants to Google proper sitting posture, mm-hmm. 
because somebody's, you know, the reason that they're searching that is because they've got back pain. They might have a desk job or something like that. Yeah. YouTube is going to pop up probably some videos that'll be like five tips for how to avoid back pain at work. So those are the types of things that get a lot of views. It's the five tips videos. It's 10 things you didn't know about, you know, proper running technique. Okay. You can do a lot of different specific things. And the thing with YouTube, it's sort of like, you know, it's getting views is a, is a form of marketing. You just start putting stuff out there. You see what gets views, see what people find, and then do more of that. Okay. So you type that in, you got that. What would you then do with the results that popped up? How's that going to guide you with what you're going to do? Thumbnails are probably one of the quickest things that people will, will click on if it's got a good, interesting thumbnail, preferably okay. with somebody's face on it. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that people tend to gravitate, gravitate towards. But again, it, this is all trial and error. That's a trend right now, and that may change as time goes on. Yeah. Now, is that going to dictate what you're going to title the video and and put in the description or anything like that? Titling the video. The description is kind of important, but not as important as the title of the video. The title of the video is 80% of what it takes to get somebody to click on it. Okay. So how would I use, I'm trying to connect the dots here. I type that, what you mentioned in vidIQ, these things show up saying that, how is that going to then help guide me into a good title of the video? Let me pull up vidIQ and give you a real world example here okay so i'm going to type in a keyword i'm going to type in um proper sitting posture okay and it gives me an overall score and a search volume and then it also gives me volumes for each of those individual words so and it's got other suggestions so it says uh, neck pain and back pain are things that are highly relevant to that and related to it so i might Mm -hmm. consider searching those the overall score it says it's it's a measure of how attractive that is to me as a creator and a higher number is better. Okay. And also a competition score. So a competition score of 100 means there is a whole ton of content <laughs> that's out there. And so maybe I should try focusing on something that's not as many videos are out there about that topic. Gotcha. So it could help guide your topics even. Yeah. So the best, the best uh, scenario would be something that people are searching a lot that nobody has videos for. So you could even relate it to something in the news that happened. Yeah. A sports player that broke their back and people are wondering, you know, how can I avoid having that same thing happen to me? Because I play baseball too. Something like that. Okay. And I'm assuming that's like the content that they're going to find is is on the platform worldwide, not just in your community. And they're not going to say like, oh, well, you're in you know, Omaha, Nebraska, and there's only a little bit of this topic here it's going to probably aggregate all of the content related to back pain and sitting, right? Right. And you want to, yeah, if you want to do things that are more local to you than probably paid advertising, because YouTube is going to deliver it to pretty much everybody. Okay. So a little bit of paid advertising on YouTube. Possibly on, well, wherever you want to advertise to to find people that are local to you. A different uh, show episode. (laughs) Yes. All right, cool. So uh, that's that's a great tip for for YouTube. I appreciate that. Distribution is is obviously huge. You know, like obviously shooting a video and all that side of things is is great, but distribution is is gigantic. Before we move on from that, is there anything else you want to say about distribution of video? The number one thing is to just go in and start making mistakes. Okay. Because you learn from those, and there is no correct answer. Because the correct answer is a moving target. So start messing up and you'll figure out what doesn't work. Doing the wrong thing is better than doing nothing. 
That's the thing. I think a lot of times uh, people in general, but chiropractors are paralyzed by not, uh, by they, you know, they think they're going to have to do this hundred percent. It's got to be a home run every time. And, and they end up not taking action. They procrastinate because they're just paralyzed by, you know, wanting to be perfect. I read somebody said the other day that marketing is 80% trial and error and 20% of sticking with your errors that happen to work. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. We'll make that a power quote for this episode. That was good. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So let's just dive into one more uh, topic of, of video, and that is editing. What are some of the things that you recommend for editing if, if the chiropractor is going to do it themselves? Try to keep things as short as possible. Um, but that's something that even comes with speaking more often. You, you tend to be able to edit yourself better. And so the, the editing will be less necessary. Gosh, that's such a broad question. Uh, is there any particular software that you would recommend they use? There's one, probably the simplest one to get into is one called Adobe Premiere Elements. Okay. And it's pretty powerful. It'll have, it has a lot of stuff that you can do with it, but it's mm-hmm. not like the full version of Adobe Premiere that's going to overwhelm you with buttons and settings. Good. You know, for me, the big thing too, is that I don't want chiropractors to feel overwhelmed and think about the editing process. That's something that definitely could be, could be outsourced and and delegated out uh, for sure. But just wanted to have it on there. There's some do it yourselfers for sure. And uh, it's good to have that information on there. To at least figure out how much time that you're going to be saving by outsourcing it. Yeah, it's a good idea. That's that's definitely one of the things. Like when you start doing things yourself early on, you realize like this is going to be the first thing I'm going to outsource when right. I can. This is probably high on that outsource list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. speaking speaking of outsource, um, tell me tell us exactly you know what what are your what are your services? What are you doing for chiropractors as it pertains to this? I know you're in the north. Dallas area, correct? Right, right. North but Texas. how do you how do you how do you help chiropractors out throughout the country that are trying to get into video and making sure that this is being optimized? What do you do for them? It's really a, a consultation first because um, okay. I just met with one really close to me recently in in person. That was that was really nice to be able to meet, and they wanted me to to come in and shoot a video for them and do all the editing. And I said why, and they couldn't really give me an answer. <laughs> And so I'm like, so you don't really need me. And they're like, no, we do. We just want it to look nice. And I said, well, what is nice? Is it $1,000 nice? Is it $10,000 nice? Is it $200 nice? And they didn't really have an answer. They hadn't done videos before. And I was worried that they actually might be trying to start with something that would be too expensive or too nice and wouldn't really matter to the customers. Makes sense. And so you, you'll do some consultation. Uh, so like, let's say this is a chiropractor that's uh, long distance from you. Um, what's the, the process that you help them out with? I, I figure out exactly what their goals are with editing. Well, okay. Why does it need to be shorter or why does it need to be fancier? It needs to be shorter because, oh, people don't watch past the first 20 seconds on Facebook. So we need to figure out how to get all the info into the first 20 seconds, which may, may mean titles, you know, having all the information on the screen very quickly and easily and efficiently, but also that doesn't overwhelm people. That can Mm -hmm. be a hard balance to strike. 
Perfect. So you you essentially help with their marketing strategy and start picking out the different distribution channels, making sure they're optimizing that, making sure that they got the right equipment, the right editing's looking good, length, things of that nature. Yeah. Or maybe even audio cleanup. If the audio is ah. too hissy, I'll go in and I'll fix that. Or maybe you have to ask them to re-record something and I can give them tips in terms of how to get things to me the best way so that I can edit them and make them look or basically just not be distracting to people. Okay, perfect. So they'll do a lot of the editing or you'll do a lot of the editing for them and they'll shoot it over to you and turn it into a a nice polished piece of uh, video that can be put on the different platforms. Right, right. And length is probably the number one thing just because we're dealing with the internet. Absolutely. Cool. So how would someone reach out to you if they are interested in, in having someone really help with their marketing strategy, editing, platform distribution, things of that nature? You can text me or call me or email me. Okay, what do you got? And my phone number is 940-367-4447. And I I respond to texts on there all the time. That's my personal number. And then email, if you want to send me maybe some example videos or have a lot of information in there, it's atarrell.atm at gmail.com. Perfect, and we'll put those in the show notes. Sweet. All right. Thank you for your time. That was helpful. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of people get very bogged down with video and, and you helped clear a lot of the information out and gave us some really helpful tips. So I, I truly appreciate that. And uh, I'm sure you'll be getting uh, some contacts from some chiropractors here. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. It's just start doing it. Just start going out there and making mistakes and you'll figure out what you need. Yeah. I had someone recently ask me, where they should start in their marketing. If they had, a, and they gave me like a few examples or ideas and one was video. I was like, do video, <laughs> just do it. So take action. Sweet. Yep. That's what I always say. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in today. Please be sure to check our redesigned website at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Stay up to date with our blog where content is regularly added by Kevin and guest contributors. You can also access our library of podcast episodes there. Go to www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com and subscribe to the podcast today. This is the podcastfactory.com.